All right, what is up, guys? We are back here with the Process Podcast. Today, bringing you some really cool information that I think a lot of us uh, need to know or want to know or definitely have questions about. Uh, but before we do, we want to introduce our guest. So we're going to jump right into this here. For those of you guys who don't know, the Process uh, has a nutrition component as well. We're not just the fitness aspect. We have the nutrition component with that because we know that obviously when you have both things, you get uh, you get more results faster, right? And obviously the nutrition probably has a bigger role in that as well. It's something we do every single day, no matter what. We have to do it for life, and then we obviously want to do that for increased performance or fat loss or whatever those goals are. So without further ado, we have one of our newest nutrition coaches with us. Uh, how's it going? Hey, Logan. I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, doing good. So we have Kristen here on the podcast with us today. Um, and so what I wanted to do was just kind of let Kristen uh, talk about herself a little bit, actually just tell her or kind of introduce herself to you guys and then also be able to talk a little bit about what she's uh, diving into right now as far as her special, maybe some specialty within nutrition. So Kristen, welcome to the Process Podcast and the team. Thank you very much. Um, so my name's Kristen Harmon. Um, I'm pretty new to the process. I'm the newest nutrition coach here. Um, so a little bit of background about me. Um, I went to the University of Kentucky for dietetics, um, just graduated last year, um, completed my 1200 hour internship, and now I just need to uh, do my RD exam before I can uh, call myself a dietitian officially. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, um, but in the meantime, uh, I just call myself a nutrition coach. So uh, today I'm going to talk to you guys about something that I am really passionate about, which is pre and probiotics and how that ties into your gut microbiota. Um, this is something that really affects a lot more aspects of your life than a lot of people realize. Um, it's not just like digestion and just making your tummy feel all right. It really affects so many different things. So I'm excited oh, yeah. to dive into this. Cool. Okay. Man, so you said 1200 hours of internship? Yeah. So that usually takes anywhere between like as little as six months, I think. Mine took me about eight months. So it's basically mm -hmm. like having a full-time job. You're working with other RDs most of the time. Sometimes you can work with like registered nurses or, you know, any other professionals that your internship director kind of allows you to. But most of the mm -hmm. time you're working right alongside the professionals that you want to become one day. That's cool. So what was, what did you have to do for your internship? So for my internship, um, there's usually at least four rotations that you go through. Uh, so the 1200 hours is usually divided pretty evenly over um, clinical, which is like working in a hospital, you know, doing tube feedings, like mm -hmm. kind of working with a lot of chronic disease type situations most of the time, but you can also work with like cancer patients um, and, you know, like more acute situations. Um, and then after that, I did my food service rotation. Uh, so this is super diverse. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> um, good though. So, so I did food service and I actually also did that at a hospital, but you can do it like at a school, um, a hospital. I mean, really you can get as creative with it as mm -hmm. you want. Um, so that's a lot about like, um, like the ordering and like planning ahead, like meals and everything. Cause in a hospital in particular, like you have to plan 
all the meals that they serve just like in the hospital cafeteria as well as what like each patient is getting because Special recommendations and what yeah 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 or limitations yeah, yeah like a lot of patients have specific restrictions based on like what they're there for if it's mm-hmm. like a kidney problem or a heart problem or whatever um we have to make sure that their diet is following that and then that they get kind of uh some nutrition education before they leave the hospital so they can Hopefully. kind of like yeah. carry on with this afterwards so they understand what we were doing with them. Yeah. Um, after that, I was with the public health department um, where I worked with WIC, which is women, infants, and children. Um, so that was a lot of working with like pregnant moms um, or moms that had like very young children that needed mm-hmm. uh, assistance feeding their family, feeding their babies and themselves. Um, so that was a really cool experience because I got to kind of work with, uh, like pregnant moms and very young babies, which I think is super interesting. Um, cause you get to kind of talk to them about like the, all the great things about breastfeeding, like versus formula and, you know, all of these, oh, yeah. all of these things that, uh, I think a lot of women maybe don't know that much about like going right into it. Um, and then you also get like the public health part of it. So we actually worked with like the needle exchange program and we worked with um, a lot of like public health programs that the community offers that kind of has like a nutrition component and everything. Um, so lots of like going to meetings and things like I went to a few like diabetes association meetings and things like that and got to learn about um, what that's all about. And then my last rotation was by far my favorite. Um, this I got to work with um, Amy Kaminish, who actually went to UK, who started her own business. Um, she uh, runs Amy Lorraine Nutrition, um, and she kind of started her own business, counseling on her own, um, working with like patients with GI problems and like eating, not really eating disorders, but just like. Um, like intuitive eating type things, kind of relearning about your body and how to, you know, like fuel yourself properly and, and all the mental components that go along with that. So that was super cool. I learned a ton from her. I got to sit on on several appointments and kind of learn about what it takes to like start an LLC and things like that. So I enjoyed that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And that kind of translates a little bit more to like what you're currently doing right now, obviously Mm -hmm. with us and then like what you want to do kind of in the future too. Definitely. Right. And that's cool though, how you have to like, like those four different areas were like obviously very different, like broad in their own. But I think that's good that you had to have that experience or, Mm -hmm. or should have had that experience that way you can kind of see what Mm -hmm. you would like to do afterwards it's not just like hey you like this topic it's broad here you go yeah you can do so many different things as a dietitian so it's nice to explore those areas and like really do them because it kind of Mm -hmm. depends on your preceptor how much freedom they give you because some of them you know they hold you a little tighter but some of them really just like let you go free yeah. and you can really do a lot Test just on see, your do whatever you want yeah so you really get a good idea like is this job for me do I enjoy doing this is this something I can see myself doing so the more I worked with Amy the more I realized I really want to start my own business and have my own clients yeah and really just like do exactly what I want to be doing mm-hmm. do you think it helped that 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 was like your fourth kind of like internship period too you're yeah. like oh my gosh like, I've had some good days and some bad days, and then it just kind of finished with that one, almost like a cherry on top. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, I, I got to look forward to that, like, throughout all of the other rotations, too. Because I, I learned a lot, and they really pushed me and challenged me. But I knew, like, 
at the end of the day, it was good information, and I got to do the thing that I'm truly passionate about at the yeah. end. Yeah, which is really good. I like that, too. And that's, like, kind of side note here. So whenever I was going through uh, getting my bachelor's at Mizzou, mm-hmm. uh, I with Mizzou, how they kind of set up their nutrition and fitness departments is you have nutrition and fitness, essentially, which is or nutrition exercise physiology, which mm-hmm. is the route I took, or you have the dietetics route. Yeah. And I think the one thing that scared me about that was the internship that yeah. comes with that. Because you're like, oh, you have to do, you know, 1,200 hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's a long time with, like, out getting paid for. Like, obviously, you yeah. learn a lot, and it's worth it when you come out. But in the moment, I was, like, I was sh- I was so narrow-minded that I was just like, I can't, like, do that and not get paid for it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, like, what I was doing outside of school was, like, getting paid for. So I was like, I'm giving up that. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah that very... was one thing that scared me. It's very intimidating and intense, yeah. and they really expect a lot out of you because it's kind of like doing an internship and being in school at the same time because you still have, like, assignments, you still have to give presentations, mm-hmm. and you have to, like, you know, you're not really presenting to your peers anymore. You're presenting to, like, other dietitians, which is, you know, can people be intimidating in field, for yeah, the know first know what they're time. talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, people who actually know what you're, that you're talking about, so... Yeah. Um, but I learned a lot. It really pushed me to, you know, like grow as a professional and everything. So I do, I really value that time. Yeah. That's awesome. And like, I think too, like, especially in kind of the nutrition and fitness realm, you know, uh, normal, I should say the person who didn't go to school for this, right. Or who doesn't have all the experience. It's like clients that don't have, you know, the background, essentially like our clients who are coming to us for services. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they, I feel like, from my perspective, they put a lot more emphasis into the fitness part more than the nutrition. Right. Which it's like, in reality, what are they spending the most time doing, right? They're at the gym, let's say, one to max three hours a day, right? Right. But how often are they eating? Yeah, all day long. Yeah, right? All day long. (laughs) Three meals a day, minimum, probably. Yeah. And then sometimes up to, like, six if you include snacks and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. it's like, people don't realize because they don't get that immediate gratification from... I eat this piece of fruit, and now I'm, like, jacked and lean, right? Where yeah. it's, like, you go to the gym, you work out, you have that, like, endorphin kick, mm-hmm. and then it's, like, all of a sudden you're, like, man, I feel like that workout really benefited me. And then, yeah. so, you know, I don't, I feel like people don't put as much stress into that, and so maybe that's kind of correlates to even the, like, experience that like you said you had to go through, uh, you know, 1,200 hours mm-hmm. to get this information, but people don't really maybe know or understand or value what all really goes into it. What do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely think that, like, like becoming a dietitian is not immediate gratification. You really <laughs> you really have to, you know, like, go through your undergrad, go through all this. I mean, they really make you wait and, and make sure that, you know, you can do this before they let you become a dietitian because it's, I mean, it's not even guaranteed that you'll do it, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a chance, like, some people don't make it through their internship or they don't pass the RD exam or whatever. And, you know, they really make sure that whoever gets there is, like, meant to be there. Um, And it's, like, a really rigorous process because they they really want you to have such a solid foundation of nutrition before you even get to the internship. Yeah. So, like, you're you're pretty much ready to start, you know, working even though you're unpaid. But so you're Mm -hmm. ready to start working as a dietitian before you are one. Um, They really give you such a such like a science heavy background and like biochemistry and you know all of these things to make sure you understand exactly what's happening in your body when you eat certain things and you know like how creatine works and you know even things like that that um 
they really break all of that down for you. Like, mm-hmm. why are these nutrients good for you? What's what's exactly happening? You know, what's happening if your body's in ketosis or not? You know, you learn all of these like body processes where you can kind of use that to help you recommend things for people and actually know why you're saying it and not really just from reading like, you know, a BuzzFeed article or something like that where you just get yeah. the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think that's that brings up a, you know, kind of like a good segue into yeah. just talking about nutrition, you know, because you kind of said right there, like you learned about what it takes to be in ketosis. And mm-hmm. I think the average person, right, like hears the word keto and that's like obviously this like buzzword now, like yeah. it's the cool diet to do, right? Like right. go to keto, give up carbs. And it's like, yeah. you, and you talk to somebody about like, oh, you're fueling your body with ketone bodies and mm-hmm. people are like, no, I don't know what that is. Yeah. You know, it's like people don't know what the actual right. process looks like. They just know eat higher amounts of fat, mm-hmm. lower amounts of carbohydrates, and your body's going to get into ketosis. But, like, we know that that's not yeah. always the case. Yeah, it's so much more complex than that. Um, there were so many patients that I would have in my uh, in my clinical rotation where they would say, like, I've been trying to lose weight, I've been trying to lose weight, I've been on the ketogenic diet for this many months. And, you know, I would ask them, like, how are you measuring that? Are you doing a blood test or a urine test or a breath test or, you know, have you actually even been in ketosis at all during this point? And they're like, well, no, I've just been eating a lot of fat. Like I, you know, like drink coffee creamer for breakfast and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's obviously a very crude example, but, um, I think some people, some people don't know. Well, they don't know what they don't know. First of all. Yeah. 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 So it's like, we're not hating on them for that, you know? Yeah. But it's such a, it's such a complex process. And you know, a lot of these things you really do need, someone to kind of walk you through it and actually kind of break down what exactly your goals are and Mm -hmm. what exactly you're doing in your body to get to this certain state, which, you know, isn't for everybody. Yeah. So that's super important. Yeah, yeah. And I want to preface this by saying that we are not bashing keto, right? Yeah. At least from my perspective. I feel any type of diet works for you as long as you're in a calorie deficit and... Mm -hmm you're consistent, right? And yeah. it works for you long term. Right. Right. I don't know. Do you agree with that? Or like yeah. do you have other things that you kind of like yeah. see? I am I'm extremely interested in the ketogenic diet. I wrote so many papers about it when I was yeah. in school and everything. I think it has such it has so many amazing uses for such a variety of people. Mm-hmm. But I think the the biggest component of that is to have a professional walk you through it because otherwise you may be doing more harm than good. Um yeah, yeah. and to just to not be doing it as a punishment either because I think some people are just like, That's a good point. well, carbs are, you know, just really putting me down. So I'm just going to completely cut them out of my life. And that's, you know, that's not really like a healthy long-term goal either. But yeah, I think the ketogenic diet does have some amazing uses. I would love to have a, another podcast to talk hey, about all can, that. Definitely, but, yeah. um, <clears throat> that's another rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another rabbit hole entirely. But yeah, I think I think having someone to actually monitor, like if you are in ketosis at all, because you can get in that really that like middle ground where you're not efficiently using carbs and you're also not efficiently using ketones either. And then you're definitely not in ketosis, but you're also probably going to be exhausted and fatigued and feel terrible. And you're going to think, oh, the ketogenic diet's not for me. Whereas, you know, there's maybe 50-50 shot. It could be for you. But, yeah, yeah. you know. And you, you did... just weren't there long enough. Or yeah. Like what you said, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can take some people weeks to months to get into ketosis. So yeah. I think keeping that in mind 
Um, really with any diet is important because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the ketogenic diet is so complex. Um, that's an extreme example, but even with other diets, I mean, they need a lot of time and doing mm-hmm. them correctly and being really consistent to know if it's really for you or not. Yeah. And I think like having that accountability and somebody really monitoring you as a third person can really help to see like, are you meeting your goals? Are you like inching towards the correct direction or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. And let us know in the comments below or DM us if you want us to have separate podcasts where we talk about, let's say, a certain diet you want us to to just like hammer out and get into the nitty gritty, the pros, the cons, all those things, like the details. Like, let us know, and we'd be happy to to do that. Obviously, let us know what diets you want us to go over as well. But no, I think that's that. Like what you said right there is like having that. Uh, accountability and whether we call it accountability or whether we call that feedback mm-hmm. right I think that's really good for somebody to say hey I've done you know this this is the feedback I'm getting um, we like to call that in like the the fitness part of the process the the coach athlete feedback loop right yeah. and so it's like you have your coach maybe for nutrition we call it the nutrition coach right mm-hmm. they get to um, prescribe or tell the client for whatever their goal is hey we're gonna try this and then what happens, that client comes back, gives feedback to the uh, the coach, mm-hmm. the nutrition coach. They get to say, um, you know, hey, that worked out really good. Or, hey, let's continue to just, like, let it play itself out and see how it works. Let's mm-hmm. add more fat here. Let's add more carbs. Let's try and, like, just give you more vegetables. Whatever the case might mm-hmm. be, right? More if it's elimination or if it's more addition, additional diet. And then, you know, you just keep that circle going. And that's how you, I feel like, get a lot of get a lot of uh, results faster maybe I guess versus like trying it on yourself and then it's just like you're guessing things are working (laughs) then you're just doing this the whole time versus progressively rolling yeah absolutely I think it's it would be easy you know for someone to say like you know eat this here's the template see you later kind of thing but Mm. having someone actually like monitoring your process and saying like how are you feeling how's your performance how are you recovering um you know, or even if you have like past injuries, anything like that, like how's your nutrition affecting all of these different areas can really help your nutrition coach to hone in on all these spots. And I mean, it's totally possible that you like don't even know how good you can feel until you experience it, like until you really get your nutrition under control mm-hmm. and really see like what you're capable of. And you can really like value all of all of that information once you're able to like efficiently use it. Because um, I know I definitely feel that way. It's like I have you know made such incremental changes over you know years and years since I've started learning about nutrition, and I feel like I feel better every year than I did the last year because I'm mm-hmm. constantly learning. Just adding one more habit on top of another. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I I love to like reevaluate all of my habits and like what I'm doing and you know not being afraid to change things if I need to or you know mix things up just try things out for you know a certain amount of time and maybe it doesn't work and I'll just go back to what I was doing before but but yeah Yeah. having a nutrition coach is so great for that because you know they're kind of seeing you from like a bird's eye view like all of the things that are happening and um, and they can address things that maybe you didn't even think were problems originally you know you may just think like oh that's my normal but it, mm-hmm. you know it doesn't have to be yeah. yeah yeah and maybe they didn't know that, that was actually hurting them when they thought it was doing good yeah definitely yeah, I think that's good um so something that I really want to get more information on myself and I know a lot mm-hmm. of people you know kind of 
might have a misconception on is something that you're really passionate about and obviously preach to your clients, which is about like pre and probiotics. So we're going to dive into this rabbit hole right now if you're ready. Uh, but what is a prebiotic? What's a probiotic? What's the difference? What are they? All right. So a prebiotic is basically your food for healthy bacteria. So this is what your healthy gut bacteria are eating. So you, you have bacteria in your yeah the gut. bacteria in your gut. So okay. you have a bunch of different microbiotas in your body. Um, you know, like your skin is one, your gut is another. So it has like this certain population, and basically what you're striving for is to have a healthy, like, good, like quote unquote good to bad gut bacteria, which means gotcha. like the good bacteria are the healthy ones, the ones that are doing good for your body. The bad ones are like the pathogenic bacteria that increase risk of, you know, all kinds of like gut malfunctions and things like that. Mm. Um, so these healthy gut bacteria, you want to feed those, you want to feed those what they like to eat. So, um, so one way to think about this is like the, the examples of pre- Prebiotics are like resistant starch, for example, which you can get from like potatoes or inulin, fructooligosaccharides, and pectin. All these things are prebiotics, um, and those will feed your healthy gut bacteria. For example, if you were to be feeding your bad bacteria, this is usually like sugar and things like that, which is why sometimes you'll get really bloated or distended or, um, you know, just have some kind of like gut upset if you eat like a ton of sugar because... Mm -hmm what you feed will grow. So if yeah. you're growing more bad bacteria, that's what's making up most of your gut. So gotcha. it's going to, you know, kind of start to have some, you know, bad, negative effects. Some negative effects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. um, so that's usually how I like to break that down because you're always going to have healthy and unhealthy bacteria, mm -hmm. um, but you just want the ratio to be in favor of the healthy bacteria. Okay. So, and then your prebiotics are your actual active, live, healthy bacteria, um, or yeast. Um, so the most common ones that you'll find in your gut bacteria are lactobacillus, bifidobacteria, saccharomyces boulardii. Um, you can actually get saccharomyces in a pill form, um, which some people will take. Uh, but these are, this is why you will find a lot of these. If you read the back of like a kombucha, for example, it'll have a lot of like bifidobacteria and things like that in there. Um, so those you will, you can also get from food, um, and you can also get them in pill form, but I usually like to start out talking about the food. I think that's a good place <laughs> to start, you know, it's, I think it's really common for people to say, okay, that's great. I got it. Like mm -hmm. prebiotics, probiotics, like they're both good for me. I need to take them. Okay. Let's go to GNC or mm -hmm. the local vitamin shop, whatever that is. And like get those whatever, but is that like the best easy way to, to get those in? Well, one, like one kind of pro to doing it in pill form is that you're controlling like exactly what types of bacteria get into your gut, mm -hmm. but you're not really controlling how much of it. Cause it could say it has so many CFUs or like colony forming units, which is how much live bacteria is in there. But that's not necessarily how much is actually going to make it to your gut. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So that can be a little bit misleading for some people because, um, first of all, some people don't know, like, how, like, should this be in millions or billions or whatever? And usually in this 
uh, in this scenario, you want like as many as possible. You want it to be in the billions. But even though you're technically getting billions of CFUs in your, you know, probiotic supplement, mm -hmm. it still isn't all getting into your gut. Yeah. Um, so one thing that's kind of, um, kind of better about getting it through food is that you're not necessarily like saying, I want this probiotic and this one and this one. And it's like grocery shopping, Yeah. but you are kind of getting it in a more natural way. Like you're getting a wider variety because you're not just like handpicking that bacteria itself and yeah. consuming it. So that's kind of a good thing that you're kind of doing something a little more natural for your gut, which is probably what it wants. <laughs> yeah, right. To be able to take it in, digest it, absorb it, transport it, like do all those processes with it, right? Versus, and, and like you said, you could get in a lot of the more natural forms, but you could eat, let's say, this one food that has multiple various mm -hmm. forms of a pre or probiotic, right? right? Or a probiotic, and then it's like... You know, if you go to the store and you buy them, it might only have like one form, right? Am I, yeah, am I definitely. Kind of that right? Okay. Yeah, some of them will have like you know maybe maybe three different ones or whatever. And and the other thing about getting it in pill form is you need to change out that probiotic every several months because your body's going to need something new and it's gonna it's gonna adapt to whatever you're giving it. So you're mm -hmm. gonna need to change it every so often. Yeah. Um. So it, it can it can be. It can actually be pretty fun to just like do it based on food because you're, you know, obviously taking a pill is the easiest thing in the world. But, you know, if you are going to eat these healthy foods anyway, I mean, you could save your money, get, you know, the food source and then Which just you're not gonna have to. you're going to be buying anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're going to be eating these foods anyway, you're probably, plenty of people are probably eating a lot of pre and probiotic um, foods and they, and they don't even know it yet. Um, so I, I think that that's kind of cool that, you know, we, we're so equipped to just feed ourselves the, the things that we need. And mm -hmm. sometimes we try and make it too hard on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think, yeah. Overthinking it and yeah, making it, uh, oh man, what's that saying? Well, they say like paralysis by analysis. Yes. <laughs> right. It's like people are like, okay, I'm starting this new diet like right now. Right. It's right. the new year. I'm getting ready to start this new diet. I want to do all these things and yeah. it's like man now i gotta throw probiotics into the mix like yeah yeah it's just like we're just stacking layers and layers of yeah. of things that that we might not need to be doing right yeah and that's one thing that i am really passionate about is teaching people that like this isn't as hard as you think it's going to be you just kind of have to relearn how to take care of yourself mm -hmm. because like when like when you're born you know as a baby like you you are learning like how to take care of yourself, but it's kind of like society that's kind of like making it more difficult because, you know, people are trying to sell you different products and people, you know, want you to look a certain way and, yeah. and things like that. And that can just make things a little bit more complicated. And then you kind of lose track of your own intuition. And I think helping people like return to that and showing them like, you can trust your instincts and trust your gut. Like, you know how to feed yourself. You just don't, you just don't know it right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this kind of off topic, but it just made me think about this. Have you read the book? Oh, man. It's something like Gut Health or uh, Your Second Brain or... Oh, yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's... Uh... The Gut, Mind, Mind, Gut Connection. Oh, yeah. The, something uh, like that. The, the Mind, Gut Connection. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, have yeah. you read that? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, what do you think about that? Um, I, 
I could definitely go off on a tangent about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I could definitely get into like all the different roles of like your microbiome and everything. I mean, mm -hmm. it's definitely not just about like digestion at all. Um, you can like what you put into your stomach affects pretty much every other aspect of your health, um, mm -hmm. which sounds like kind of a, a really dramatic statement, but it's really true. Um, like for example, 70% of your serotonin is made in your gut. So just, you know, that's like one of your happy hormones. Mm -hmm. So just like how you feel day to day, like if you feel just kind of like gloomy and low and you're just kind of like, nah, mm -hmm. that can really be affected by like what you're eating. Like I'm sure if you've, you know, ever gone like a few days, just like eating out a lot or maybe like even around Christmas time, you know, you're having fun and everything and, yeah. you know, eating lots of treats and everything. But kind of afterwards, you're just like, man, I don't really feel like myself. I feel kind of foggy. I feel kind of just like down wow. in general. Yeah. I don't feel like my energetic self. Um, that's hugely impacted by what you've been feeding your microbiome because it, it really has such a huge effect on, uh, on your brain and just like how you think, how you function, just like your mental sharpness and clarity. Yeah. Um, it has such a big effect on that. Um, and even other other aspects like your um like your gut is can will control like your vitamin production it can make like vitamins uh like b vitamins uh vitamin k um it'll assist in the absorption of a lot of different minerals which is super cool yeah. um a lot of people like think that you kind of just eat something and that's it but your body makes so much that we don't realize mm -hmm. um and, and i think like you like we talked about earlier it's like it makes so much from it, but it take it could take days mm -hmm. for that to like fully come into fruition. Right? Yeah, definitely. It totally depends on the person. There's some people that um, maybe start eating probiotic foods or taking a probiotic, and they will feel results like next day. They'll even if it's small, yeah. Yeah. they'll notice it like pretty fast. Now that's not to say it would happen to everyone, but um, yeah. but that's how big of an impact like your gut has on on so many different aspects yeah um even like uh affecting like how how often or like what kind of sicknesses you get um your your gut bacteria really affect like your, mu your mucosal barrier um which is basically like what's protecting you from sickness and things like that mm -hmm. like uh if you've ever heard somebody talk about like leaky gut syndrome like yeah. you've got a lot of you know, bad bacteria in there, and there's kind of, you know, no like constitution to it down there because, because yeah. um, you're you're feeding your bad bacteria, and they're just like, well, we're just gonna let all the sickness in basically because, you know, that's our job. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, and I think it's getting more probably popular too as society goes more into this like convenience over like quality factor. Yeah, right? for sure. Or, uh, you know, obviously a lot of things come with convenience as well, mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So what is, you know, we kind of talked about like, what is a pre and probiotic, like some examples of like where people can get them, but where, what kind of foods can they eat? Obviously, but like we talked about pill form, but like mm -hmm. what kind of foods, do you have like any examples? Yeah. So there, there are actually a ton of options that maybe people didn't even realize just like sitting right on the grocery store. These aren't like super weird foods you've never heard of. Yeah. Um, so some prebiotic foods, um, one of my favorites, um, which maybe some of you have seen when I did the Facebook live was cold potatoes. 
So if you cook a potato and just let it cool off until it's like, you know, room temperature or colder, that will actually um, activate the resistant starch in it, which is a probiotic. Um, mm -hmm. So just by eating your potatoes like cool or cold, you're automatically getting that prebiotic in there, which feeds nice. your good gut bacteria. So like through the heating process, does that like turn it off or, or does it just then form after like on the cooling process? I'm just kind of um, <laughs> I actually read this in a book quite a while ago. Um, I think it's something along the lines of, uh, this is like the resistant starch is the indigestible carbohydrate. And I just, I think that, um, that, that forms as it cools, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's super cool. And that's like such an easy thing to do. I mean, even if you're like packing your lunch, you know, like let your potatoes cool, pack them and then just don't heat them up again. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a super easy thing to do. Cool. Um, if you're like, you know, packing your lunch for work or something. Um, another good one is garlic and onions. Um, a lot of people can just like add those to, you know, a steak or, or really anything. I mean, um, I'm a big fan of garlic personally. Um, so that like can be used cooked or raw. You can really do either. Um, and then onions are super easy. I mean, you can add that to I'll just say I onion. like every time I go to the grocery store, I get one big fat red onion and like yeah. just chop it up and then it goes on like everything, yeah. tacos, eggs, like, yeah. Yeah. And onions are pretty cool too, because they actually also, um, increase nitric oxide, produ nitric oxide production. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of like a fun bonus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we've got like leeks, asparagus, um, just like some of your other vegetables. Um, I think a fun one is uh, dandelion greens, which are just like these kind of really bitter little uh, greens you can get, but you can like sprinkle them on a salad. You can put them on a smooth in a smoothie. I mean, you can really get creative with it. Um, another great one is seaweed, uh, which. I've noticed that um, several grocery stores have kind of started selling this as like a snack. It's literally just sold like, you know, in little in little packages, almost like, you know, tiny bags of potato chips or something. Really? Um, Are they called seaweed chips? Uh, or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just saying seen them too. Yeah, or like seaweed snacks or something. Okay. Um, yeah, and they're just, it's like, it's so simple. It's literally just like seaweed and sometimes they add salt to it and stuff. But it, hmm. and it, they're like really thin, but it's kind of like eating a really thin little chip. Um, I think those are super good. Um, some other good ones, uh, flax seeds, uh, that can be great for like, uh, yogurt or, um, adding on a smoothie. Um, you can even put that like on a salad or something. Uh, yeah. that one's really great. Um, oats. I think a lot of people probably know about that one. Um, that yeah. one's got resistant starch as well, like oats and barley, um, which you can get like you know, for breakfast or like in a, like cereal form, anything like that. Um, apples are a source of prebiotics. Um, yeah. Another fun one is uh, Jerusalem artichokes, which are hmm. sometimes called like an earth apple. Um, they actually have a ton of uh, prebiotics. Um, nice. Apparently like chicory root is supposed to have like a huge amount of prebiotics in it. Um, and the the whole thing with Jerusalem artichokes it has even more than chicory root. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, some of these other ones like chicory root, konjac root, uh, yakin root, things like that. A lot of people get those like in pill form because it's like, what do I put this on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind I, of have to like I've never grind heard it. Up. Of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, to eat it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of something that you would have to like grind up. Or um, I know the yakin root is similar to a sweet potato, mm -hmm. um, but some people will grind them up and put them in pill form, which can make it you know kind of. 
kind of easy. Um, but so many of these other ones are just like so easy to find. Um, they're so easy to incorporate into your diet. You know, you probably wouldn't even need to search for the weird ones. <laughs> yeah. And what I'm kind of noticing here is that like everything that you mentioned was, was either probably running on the ground at one time, like mm -hmm. right, flying, swimming, or like most of the ones you mentioned were like grown. Yeah. On the earth, right? Yeah, definitely. So nothing was like, no, none of that came in a Pop-Tart form. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just yeah. making sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, these are just like healthy whole foods that a lot of people eat anyway. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe are curious about anyway. And this kind of just gives you like a little bit extra, uh, you know, incentive to eat these kinds of things. Um, and for probiotics, there's, you know, tons of like great options for those too. I think probiotics are definitely getting easier and easier to find because people are starting to become more knowledgeable, knowledgeable about these things. Yeah. Um, like you're starting to see like kimchi and kefir and all these things like in, in most grocery stores now They're it's kind of mm -hmm. starting to, um, you know, spread around as, as like word gets out about all the great, um, effects of these. Um, yeah, sauerkraut is super easy to add to like I'll add, I'll add sauerkraut to like fish. Yeah. Um, I think it's really great with tuna, salmon. Um, you can even pair it with like steak if you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, you could even do it with eggs. Uh, like, That'd be good. Yeah. Like for breakfast. Um, and they do so many different ones. I mean, you can get sauerkraut that's like garlicky flavored or you can get it like that has like pickles in it or, you know, yeah. like whatever flavor profile you're going for. Nice. Um, another fun one is kimchi. Um, my husband and I used to go to like the Asian market and get kimchi because you could get like yeah. a gallon of it <laughs> yeah. for like 20 bucks or something. Yeah, no joke. I got that at, like for Christmas a couple, it was like two years ago. Uh -huh. And I like, I couldn't remember what it was for the longest time, but I, yeah. I went through it so fast. I was like, this yeah. is awesome. Like I yeah. want to keep using it on, I think I put it on like eggs a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Tacos. Oh yeah, tacos. Yeah, I forgot that one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, kimchi is basically just like a fermented cabbage, but it's usually pretty spicy because yeah. there's usually like a lot more. It's like a much heavier flavor profile than mm -hmm. you know, just like a, an American sauerkraut or something. Yeah. Um, another great one is kefir, which is like a, a probiotic, like milk drink. I would say <laughs> it's like somewhere in between like milk and yogurt. Okay, I've um, heard of that before. I've just yeah. never tried it. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know if you remember, like, the Danimals, like, drinkable yes, yogurt yes, as a kid. Yeah. It's just like that, yeah. um, like, consistency-wise. Um, okay. And you can get it, like, flavored. Um, some people will do, like, you know, blueberry, banana flavored, or whatever. You can get it plain. Um, so that could, I mean, you can literally, like, drink that by the glass by itself. Hmm. Or you could, like, you know, make a shake out of it or something. But, yeah, that one's, like, really versatile, too. And it's, like, a better probiotic source than yogurt. Because a lot of people, I think, turn to yogurt for um, for probiotics. Yeah, that's kind of probably a popular thought food. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of yogurts do not have any probiotics in them, yeah. so you've really got to read your labels. Okay. All right, so yogurt. What else? All right, so, um, so one thing to be mindful of when you're like looking for a yogurt as a probiotic source, um, a lot of times what you're going to find if it does have uh, the probiotics in it is going to be like, Lactic acid bacteria and bifidobacteria. Um, and this can even be good for people with lactose intolerance too um, because the bacteria will turn some of the lactose into lactic acid. So that's something good to keep in mind if you think that lactose usually doesn't sit well with you. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, not all yogurts contain live probiotics. Um, a lot of times those live bacteria will be killed during processing. Um, so you really need to like read the back of the yogurts to make sure that it says like active or live cultures on the back. So that's okay. super important. Cool. Um, so a couple other, I like to throw in like, not the basic examples, because I, I know a lot of people are a little more adventurous with their eating, but like tempeh, for example, um, which is like a fermented like soybean um, product that, you know, some people incorporate into like their daily diet. That's a good source of probiotics. Um, miso, which is um, like a soup. Uh, this, well, it's technically a paste, but it's used in the soup. Um, so a lot of times if you like eat out at like a Japanese restaurant or something, you know, you might encounter some miso. Yeah. Um, miso soup. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, one of, one of my personal favorites is kombucha. Um, I definitely drink kombucha almost daily. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is one of my favorites. Um, so kombucha is a fermented tea. Um, usually it has a base of like black or green tea and then sometimes they'll add like blackberry juice or some kind of juice to it to like make it sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, and then they'll add like, uh, colonies of bacteria or yeast into that. So that can be, um, a super good source. Um, it's one of those things I hadn't had like a bubbly drink in a long time when I started drinking kombucha and I was kind of yeah. like, Ooh, but if you're somebody who's like trying to quit soda, I think that kombucha is like a really great alternative because yeah. you still get like that fizzy, like that fizzy kind taste. Kind of pop carbonated taste. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of get like the fullness of that, like a soda would give you, but it's something that's so much better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you're like considering trying to, you know, get off soda or anything, definitely try kombucha because it may be something that you would really love. And there's so many different flavors. Like, yeah. I couldn't even cover them all, but you're, you're bound to find something that you would really like. Cool. I was going to say, I know I've definitely kind of gotten on that kombucha cake lately too. Um, I wish it was a little cheaper, but you know, cause I like yeah. anything that's like liquid form, I could just like chug. Oh yeah. For you know, sure. <laughs> if, if it's good, like I'll chug it and then I'm like, oh man, it's gone already. Yeah. You know, but even though it's worth it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's wrap this up and give people a little bit of like constructive thoughts. Like what, uh, what's the main thing that they need to know about like, uh, pre-probiotics? What is a way that they can take that information out to the real world with them, maybe in like, let's say a cheaper light. Cause I know some people mm-hmm. don't have the money to, you know, buy it, buy it in pill form or supplement mm-hmm. form. So what can they, what can they do? Like, what is it? What can they do? Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. I would definitely recommend just if, if this is something you've never incorporated into your diet before, just like buy maybe, you know, one or two prebiotic foods that I've mentioned, one or two probiotic foods that I've mentioned and just kind of try something out like every week or every other week and see what you like. Um, because the great thing about this is you really only need like a tablespoon of each of these a day. You just need to introduce, you know, those positive things into your gut and you're going to see the benefits of them. Mm -hmm. You don't need to eat like an entire container of sauerkraut every day or anything gross like that. You don't need to be, you know, giving up water so you can drink kefir all day or anything. Um, yeah, it's really just like add like a tablespoon sized portion of like, sauerkraut or kimchi or even just Mm -hmm. like a bite of yogurt or something like that to um to a smoothie or something um and just incorporate that into each meal and you'll definitely start to see results it doesn't have to be something that's going to break the bank just pick you know a good buying food anyway so yeah yeah just pick a good option that you can afford that sounds good to you and do your best to incorporate it 
incorporate it and you will definitely see some positive results. Awesome. I like it. And uh, so you always kind of hear, you know, like too much of one thing is bad for you, right? Like mm-hmm. toxicity. Is that true with pre-probiotic? Um, the, part of the reason why people tell you to like cycle on and off um, like a pill form of probiotic is because you'll kind of get to a point of diminishing return where it's not really benefiting you anymore because mm-hmm. your gut will adjust. So it's not going to be toxic for you, but you're just kind of going to be wasting your money at some point, which is kind of why... I think that it's just such a more sustainable option to use food. So you're kind of just like always varying the amount, always varying the type of bacteria you're getting. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of switch them out as you acquire tastes for other things. Like, for example, you might want to, you know, have miso soup in the wintertime, whereas you probably want to eat apples in the summertime or something like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can just like naturally cycle these things in and out. But no, there's not really, you know, a toxicity to any of these things. Um, I have heard of people <laughs> talking about uh, drinking too much kombucha and uh, it kind of like gives them heartburn. If, if you were to drink oh, like, really? okay. you know, like two or three of them in one day, I have heard that that can cause you some some pain but other than that yeah. no there, there's no like toxicity or anything like that you can really um eat as much or of li- much or as little of these as you would like cool. within reason <laughs> awesome well, i think that's a good place to wrap it up is there anything else you want to leave the listeners with with uh anything about you you know where can they find you what are you getting into now how can they work with you yeah so um you can find me on uh, theprocess.fit. Um, you can see a little bio about me there um, and get in contact with me if you would like me to be your nutrition coach. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, my, uh, my name is K-R-I-S, the number 10, and then Harmon, um, H-A-R-M-O-N. Um, I would love to hear from you guys and let us know what other topics you'd be interested in. And I'd love to come back and talk with you some more. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. And let us know if you guys have any questions.